Welcome everyone. This is Jeff Cohn with the Wall Street Resource. Joining me is Dr. George Palakaris, CEO of Meta Materials, and Ken Rice, CFO. Also joining is Troy Bullock, CEO of Nanotech Securities, which is in the process of being acquired by Meta. Welcome, gentlemen. Yeah, thanks for having us. Metamaterials was just on about a month ago, but the acquisition of nanotech could possibly be a game changer. So here we are uh, for more clarity. But first, for those not familiar with Metamaterials, could you please just give us a quick overview of the company? So Meta is uh, the first metamaterial company to be listed on NASDAQ. We are an advanced materials, smart materials, uh, nanocomposites company specializing in highly technologically advanced functional films. We use our technology to block light, enhance light, bend light, and other forms of energy, such as electricity, um, thermal energy, even acoustics. Okay. So so you guys were on, you know, just a bit ago, and so people can... Can, can go back and listen to that first one to get a, a thorough understanding of the company. But today I want to talk about, you know, why, why we're back uh, so soon. You guys have uh, recently made an acquisition, and it sounds like it uh, might be a game changer for you or at least speed things up um, quite a bit. C- can, you, uh, can you elaborate? Sure. So we, when we were on last time, we talked about a strategy post the um, – listing on NASDAQ that anticipated us growing our production capability from what we call wafer-scale production to high-volume roll-to-roll production. And we were working on um, investing the capital we needed to build our own in-house capability to build roll-to-roll capability at least at pilot scale. Um, We've known nanotech for – the company's known nanotech for going over – five years now, and nanotech uh, and will enable us at a fundamental level, in addition to all of the technological and market uh, value they bring, they're, they're, they will enable us to leapfrog our production capability from you know, me- production measured in a few hundred thousand square meters per year to you know, immediately seven million square meters, and, and we're planning to double that. So what it does is accelerates and de-risks our production scale up in a, in a very cost-efficient and market-efficient way. And in addition, what it does, the acquisition allows us to combine complementary technologies and human resources um, that, that expand the verticals that we're in, and Troy can talk to the verticals that Nanotech is in, and at the same time, um, add a, another level of de-risking by, by virtue of the fact that nanotech has facilities and an assembled workforce that is already very well-skilled and has lots of experience running roll-to-roll equipment and doing the, the sorts of design work that we need to have done. Okay. And when do you anticipate closing? We're anticipating closing in early October. Okay. And is, is this going to change the, the verticals you are targeting, or is it going to add to it, or, or where do you stand there? Troy, why don't you talk about what Nanotech does today? Sure. No, uh, thank you. Um, so I, I, I think, in, in short, we're hoping to bring a couple new verticals to the 
the many verticals that Meta is already focused on. Um, just just briefly on, on what we do is Nanotech developed a um, nanotechnology platform. We refer to it as color optic. And that platform, in, in very simple terms, we're taking billions and billions of tiny little holes that we pattern. And the way that we pattern these holes in such a way that they can reflect light or play with the light in various forms, that we can create very vibrant, high-definition imagery. And that imagery can be used to create multiple different colors, uh, full facial images. Um, we can have it transition from one image to another. There can be movement. There can be depth. And all of these effects are being designed and produced just off of holes. There's no inks or dyes or anything like that. Again, it's just a patterning of nanostructures. And from that, we've, we've gone much beyond just the ability to produce those in a lab, but we produce them in high volume in our own um, uh, purpose-built, um, high-secure production facility. And this is a 100,000-square-foot facility of which uh, 35,000 is being occupied today. And um, with the meta transaction, we're, we're, we're looking forward to expanding into uh, the, the, some of the other space to increase our capacity. The markets, though, that we're focused on is, is really two at this point in time. Um, the one market is the government and banknote market. And so using these, these images as security features to go on on bank currency, to go on passports, to go on authenticating high secure documents for governments. And then the other market is in the brand protection space. Um, we recently used our imagery to secure the UEFA World uh, Soccer tickets um, in the Euro Cup and, uh, and have done many things like that with brands around the world to ensure you're buying authentic products um, through um, a high secure uh, image that's on there. So. What's really great about what we're doing is we've got, you know, we're into the revenue producing stage already. We've got good growth prospects, and it's a, it's a really nice fit with Meta in able to take their vast volume of technology and the markets that they're pursuing and bring our manufacturing capability to that. It, it creates a, a lot of future opportunities for us. Okay. And, and Troy, and I can in terms add of uh, one more Go thing, ahead. if I may. Sure. So Meta's m and strategy is uh, focused on building scale and reducing production costs while we enhance our metamaterials manufacturing capabilities. Now, when we look at market reach into new applications and industries, we had actually some IP in the industry that uh, Troy's company is uh, currently a leader. Uh, for example, banknote security features, uh, and other things. However, we never took that vertical forward. It's a very difficult vertical to break into and, pardon the pun, basically create an opportunity for yourself, whether it's a central bank or something else uh, similar. A lot of security, and as you will see, Nanotech has been spending a significant amount of time and capital to become that leader and hold that position. So with our IP strategy and our technology, we're hoping to help each other um, NTS with their manufacturing capabilities, uh, Meta with our IP that further strengthens and 
solidifies uh, nanotech's technology for the future. Gotcha. And so you answered part of my question so, um, that I was about to ask. So, so for nanotech, um, so how do you guys fit in the competitive landscape for the banknotes and also for brand protection? Yeah. Um, so in, in the government and banknote market, um, that market on, a, on an annual basis, there's about 175 billion banknotes produced each year. And those banknotes are really coming from or being printed, if you will, in, in a couple of different fashions. The central banks themselves are producing some of them, um, but that only represents a, a small percentage of There's only about 30 or so central banks that are actually producing their own banknotes. The balance of them are calling, coming from what, what, what's referred to in the industry as commercial print works. And there's a handful of four or five of those, Delarue, Crane Currency, um, G&D, etc., that, that we have good relationships with. And we, we would sell our security features to them as customers um, to sell on to end central banks. At the same time, we've also got a, a direct approach as well. We've been fortunate enough that one of the most prominent central banks in the world, we refer to it sort of as a top 10 central bank, but we, for confidentiality purposes, we can't say who that is. They've signed a development contract with us, and that was about you know, three or four years ago, and it was for, um, sorry, I speak in Canadian dollars because we're a Canadian-listed pump company, but for approximately $30 million dollars, to which we're just in the process now of completing that, and we expect actually in very short order to be signing a, a, sta a stage two to that contract, and we expect it to be significantly larger and for multi-years as well. And, and we've announced publicly that we expect that to happen in the next number of weeks. Um, so we're excited about that because we've now got working in directly with a central bank design and security feature for their banknote, and given that it's one of the most prominent in the world, it really will bring us pull through to the other central banks. And so our, our focus in the government market is really both direct with central banks and with these commercial print works. In the brand protection space, we're really trying to take a channel strategy where we're working with part conversion partners, largely in the United States at this stage, where we can sell them film, bulk film, and then they can convert it into labels and other devices to their existing customer base. Okay. And in terms of um, the manufacturing capabilities you're bringing to Meta, um, can you uh, elaborate on that? Yeah, so our, our focus to date has been obviously on security features and films. And so um, our, our, our production facility has been designed as a high secure facility. As you can imagine, producing a security feature for a banknote um, isn't done in a normal manufacturing environment. So we've got a high secure facility that's, you know, I, I always describe it as like airport access to get into it. Um, and we've got decades of experience. A lot of the people that are working in our facility came originally actually from the Bank of Canada and so have been producing security features for a long time. Um, and so we've got, you know, um, second to none, if you will, experience in doing that manufacturing. What, what's very interesting, though, is, the, as, as George will describe, their technology is, is similar in the sense that 
to a large extent, if you take it to the, a basic level, we're, they're producing, we're producing structures and we're applying them to films that have multiple different purposes. Ours happen to reflect light in a way to create visual images, and that's what we've been focusing on. But you know, whether that's used for 5G uh, improvement or whether that's used for solar or, or, or laser um, protection, the, the essence of it is very similar in that structures being applied to films and produced in high volumes at a, at a reasonable cost. And, and that's really what we're, what we're quite good at in our Thurso production facility. So although we haven't done direct work on the same markets that they're working on, the processes are going to be very similar. Okay. And then Troy, yeah. um, what made you um, most excited about Meta being an acquirer of your company? Yeah, that, actually, that's a great question. Um, one of the things that that does that that helps us out. So, so first of all, just on on nanotech, we're we're actually a publicly listed company in Canada on the TSX Venture Exchange. We also trade on the OTCQX, and and one of our two challenges is we've. We've had a lot of opportunity with this government contract and, and, to, um, and with that needing to expand our production facility. And the two challenges that, that investors have seen with us and we've known has been challenges is as a small company in Canada, it's, it's hard to get you know, liquidity so investors can get in, but it's also hard to have access to capital. And with this transaction for us, it, it, it helps us out because Meta is very well financed um, and they can bring capital, which helps us expand our production facility to help us accelerate our growth plans. But at the same time, the, the other thing that, that's really important to us is, is partnering with somebody that has a significant amount of technology because we've got certain capabilities and strengths and by partnering with somebody that's kind of outside of our industry, it really diversifies our business. So we're not just in one or two markets anymore. We have opportunity to get into many markets. And, and our team of, you know, whether it's salespeople, product people, development people, manufacturing people, you know, have a lot of experience and, you know, I think, you know, as, as Ken and George and I have spoken over the last number of months as we went through this process, that lining the two teams up together is just a, it's a beautiful fit amongst, um, you know, really bringing people with certain experiences together that, that allow us to go after many different markets. And, and for us, you know, we could have perhaps looked at being acquired by a, you know, a, a, somebody from the banknote space, but I, but I think this really gives us much more opportunity to go after more markets with more technology and, and the fit amongst the, the parties is, is just terrific. And on the, on the meta side, what expedites everything for you guys? Is it equipment that's, that's got long lead times to get, or, or, or what are you getting that, that's expediting things? Go ahead, George. Sure. Um, so a critical step in commercializing metamaterials uh, is the ability to reliably produce precise patterns repeatably over large volumes of uh, output. Uh, Nanotech has extensive expertise in making these nanostructures for one of the hardest industries there is. So when you have something that's visual, like a banknote feature that's a hologram at the end of the day, there is a subjective quality control, not just uh, something that functions, but something that's visually stunning. So collectively, the team of Nanotech has more than 75 years of Nanotech research and production experience 
in this high volume procedural web processing, including high precision coatings. So all of this uh, has made us very excited because we are taking uh, into consideration the fact that you know, Nanotech owns an 11-acre site, 105,000-square-foot building in uh, Thurso, Quebec, where you can basically currently occupying, I think, 35,000 square feet in the security uh, building. However, with uh, Meta's plans to support the expansion of Nanotech, uh, we're looking at doubling the production to about 15 million square meters over the next 12 to 24 months. And that leaves another 55,000 square foot of future expansion area that's currently being used as a warehouse space. So equipment, people, and during COVID, uh, you know, the entire supply chain of the semiconductor industry has been put uh, not only on hold, but it has suffered a great deal in multiple industries. So being able to leverage the lithography capabilities, the team, and the in-house that uh, the in-house support we have from Meta and NTS together allows us to significantly increase capacity for new customer engagements and shorten the material selection programs for each engagement. Uh, that's basically a shorter path to revenue, a lower cost, which yields higher margins. So. It, for that reason, I, I think we tick every single box with with this uh, uh, acquisition. Very good. Now, with the acquisition, does that change the order or sequence of verticals and markets that uh, Meta was going to go after? I don't think so. I think it, it basically keeps us on the same path. It expands our ability in a couple of verticals on both sides, on, on NTS's side, and on our side, but we're still going to focus, as we as we talked about in the last call, on on 5G and consumer electronics. Um, what it what it is going to help us do a little bit more is is also accelerate the medical product development uh, efforts that we talked about in the last call as well. So, what should be the first uh, couple uh, of verticals? Um, I would say the first couple of verticals are, are the ones that are closest in right now. Um, nanotech, as, as Troy already said, is already in the revenue-producing base in the banknote security and brand security. We are very close to revenue-producing in 5G um, and getting there equally quickly now in, in some, of, some elements of the consumer electronics space, and medical is not far behind now. So are you going to have to, um, you know, companies are generally chasing sales or chasing manufacturing. With, with manufacturing speeding up, are you going to have to uh, uh, expedite a sales force, or is that coming with the acquisition? So one of the, I was going to say, one of the exciting things is that, you know, the entire team of NTS is joining forces uh, with Meta, at the end of the acquisition, we should be in around 120 to 140 people in the whole team globally. Uh, obviously, we're expanding. The team has gaps. And one of the catalysts that we have started executing on is 
hiring some very high quality industry experts that really are coming on board for business development and sales. Uh, each vertical has its own uh, path to success, its own sales cycles, and we feel that, uh, as you will see over the next few months, some incredible talent is joining our team at Meta. Uh, on the banknote security space, I feel that NTS's uh, sales force is very capable. We are hoping to help them expand geographically. And within our side, aerospace, medical, automotive, there will be some significant hires that will allow us to accelerate and help us develop our business, given that they have roll-to-roll production capabilities, new uh, large space for production that helps customers uh, come to the table with a different mindset. Okay. And then how soon could we expect revenue? We have revenue now. It's a question of character and characterization. On a post-merger basis, as, as Troy mentioned, Nanotech is already generating revenue, and that will continue and grow. We are, we are um, expecting revenues, especially in 2022 and, and beyond, from the, from the verticals that we just spoke about. And so I think it's, it's not a question of when we can expect revenues. It's a question of pace. And the pace in, in our revenue-generating capability was to a very large extent uh, initially governed by sort of skepticism on the part of customers when they looked at us and said, oh, how are you going to be able to produce the volumes that we need? Well, that, that skepticism is now waning very rapidly. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't trying to get you into a forward-looking statement so much as I was trying to get an idea of how much this acquisition expedites things. Well, it, it I think what this acquisition does, it creates uh, an incredible support of our business model and further expands the profit margin, the gross margin, and the profit margin on a per square meter basis. And that should be a very exciting thing for all of our investors. In the last uh, shareholder letter, I wrote, um, we explained there that our retail price per square meter will be in the range of 300 to $450 for the metamaterial side of the products. Given the fact that NTS has already reached a certain critical point in their cost model, we can expect very high uh, gross margins as a result of that. And it sounds like you'll now have the capacity to scale these initial verticals. Is that correct? Exactly. Okay. Uh, should we anticipate additional acquisitions, or, or are they needed? George? What I can say here is that we are quite aggressive in the marketplace. We know that uh, we can create acceleration in the verticals that we care about. And because our technology is horizontal, there is a path to success that is organic, and then there's another path to success that's inorganic. If the market is 
favorable from a capital markets perspective, and we continue to have uh, some favorable, let's say, conditions, we would be open to scaling at a faster accelerated pace through both organic and inorganic means. Okay. And so um, I believe you said you anticipate closing in October. What are some of the other milestones that we should look for? Um, another good question. They, it, we, we've, been, we've been so focused on, on getting the torchlight deal behind us and now this one. Um, I would say between now and the end of the year, the milestones are all about making sure that um, we have a, a very successful closing and, and um, kickoff of an integration process with NTS. And as George said, we are, we are constantly looking at both um, organic growth tools and inorganic growth tools, um, and there are a number of them out there. I think um, the other thing we want to do is, is continue to pursue and, and um, ensure that we go into 2022 with a strong pipeline of business that enables us to grow in the verticals that we're already focused on. Okay. Anything that uh, that I failed to ask that you wish we would have talked about or any closing remarks you want to leave us with? George, try. Well, uh, uh, maybe I can say something about the industry as a whole. Um, sure. What excites me is that Lux Research and a few other analysts out there that cover metamaterials, they show that the global metamaterial market is projected to reach about $10.7 billion by 2030. In order to get a piece of that pie, we are making serious investments in building up capacity, a team to deliver our unique functional materials. The challenge for this industry has always been commercialization, and I feel that we were the first ones to list on the NASDAQ, and now we are fast advancing in becoming the first ones to scale metamaterials. It's a very exciting time. Well, great. Well, thank you so much uh, for sharing all that. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Our pleasure. Thank you.